Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. I'm Phoebe, and I have a special co-host who is... Nan. Nan with Chubby Pickle Pickle Farms. Farms. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, guys. We have a really special episode for you today. And Nan, I'm hoping you can fill in where Tracy left off before in the episode about skincare. She sang like a little song that could have been used as a, um, like an intro to the podcast. So I'm wondering, do you have like a little like Irish song or something Irishy? I, I am like as far from Irish as you can get. Okay, but don't you know any Irish like holiday songs or? I actually, I don't know if I do. Oh, okay. I well, don't. Tracy's sick I'm today. I'm Italian. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like about Ireland? What? It's green and oh, green okay. is one of my favorites. So, you know. Mm-hmm. All that lushness. Oh, that's and you've what been I like. to Ireland. Yes, once on a vacation. I do not know as much as our guest at all. And it's funny because as you say that, you're like looking at all of the oh, papers yeah. that our guest brought with with her today. So we have a special guest, and we're not going to like waste any time talking about Irish songs because neither of us know any to do it as an intro or use as an intro. But we have a special guest, Mary Ellen. And how do I pronounce your last name? It's Mahan. And you pronounce it ma as in ma as in the sheep that are all over the hills in Ireland. Yes. And hin as in hinge that are on all those old manor and castle doors in Ireland. Jeez, see, I never thought of that. Okay, ma hin. So I'm so glad you're here, Mary Ellen. Well, thank you. And you have brought so many things. You said when you walked in the door, I have gifts. Well, I brought you a loaf of my grandmother's Irish soda bread. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother was the official baker of that delicacy which is actually like food for poor people. But um, my mother then became the official family baker. Well, actually my Aunt Mary, then my mother, and it's now me. And I will tell you that we fight over these loaves. Really? At, at Christmas time and every other holiday. And I have a party every St. Patrick's Day, and all I serve is champagne, Irish soda bread, no. mm-hmm. and butters, jams, and jellies to go on the Irish Stop soda bread. Stop it. Oh my God. That's a great idea. You talk about a great theme party. Yeah. No corned beef and cabbage. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, not, but Irish soda bread. When you bite into that, I'll be getting text messages from you on a regular basis for your next fix. So when you, when you make this soda bread, it's it's in like a loaf pan style Mm -hmm. as opposed to like a free form, like round. Um, Do you toast it or do you have it just like this? I normally take it out of the oven, Mm -hmm. put it on a cooling rack. And it doesn't last very long before I take a knife and just cut it in the middle and then start eating it. Okay, um, butter but it. But you can butter it if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, candidly, it tastes the best right out of the oven. It tastes the second best the next time you eat it. And it doesn't matter how you eat it. Uh, if you like, it's a very moist. It's not bread as in you think of. You go to the store and you buy a loaf of bread. It's a more like a um, like a banana bread or mm-hmm. a zucchini bread consistency. And... Um, uh, you actually, this is the recipe that you used, I think, three years ago in Berks County Living. Is it the same one? Yes. And was that the first recipe you that shared was the with first me? one. Because three years ago would make it about right. Because mm-hmm. you've shared some really great recipes. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I think I can actually do the, the recipe off the top of my head. I think it's six cups of flour, one cup of sugar, three mm-hmm. teaspoons of baking powder, one of baking soda, a teaspoon of salt, a quart of buttermilk, and as many raisins as you want to throw in and two tablespoons of caraway seeds. You mix it up, you bake it at 400 for 30 minutes, and then you bake it at 350 for another 30 minutes. Why do they call it soda bread? 
Um, because it's baking soda? Because it's made with baking soda. It's a very, okay. um, the traditional food in Ireland, I mean, you've heard of the Irish breakfast, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Did you have Irish breakfast when you were there? Yes. What is that? What do you remember the most about Irish <laughs> breakfast? I remember the blood sausage. Well, I do remember this, <laughs> and I've never been much of a meat eater, so it's always a problem. Sometimes, you know, when you go places like that, um, Ireland eats a lot of things that I don't eat. So, <laughs> what was the breakfast? Was it blood sausage and like I don't know, eggs over a kind of bread or toast or? It's usually eggs, potatoes, mushrooms, um, side of beans, um, sausage, mm-hmm. um, bacon, um, and two types of sausage can be it can be the black or the white, and the black is made with pork blood. When I uh-huh. heard that, I didn't want to have it ever again. Mm-hmm. But it was just kind of weird for an American to see baked beans at, yeah, on a breakfast tray. Breakfast. But the breakfast was traditionally a very hearty meal for the Irish because they would be going out and working in the fields. Ironically, the fact that it was served with bacon or sausage, um, if you think back to like the 1800s during the Great Potato Famine, people um, lived just on potatoes with milk in them. They didn't have meat. If you had a, a pig that you could eventually um, slaughter for, uh, for its, its meat, you were rich. Hmm. Wow. More than you wanted to know, right? Yeah. No, I would have never thought of it that way. But so milk was often used to flavor the potato or give the potatoes a different flavor. Yes. At a different meal. And they would eat a hearty breakfast like that because they were out doing physical work. I mean, they were burning off those calories. They didn't have like a lunch they, because they were out working. There isn't like lunchtime like here where we just go and have a lunch. Well, when you think about, you know, why there's so many Irish people that are here in the United States, okay, many of them emigrated here during the Great Potato Famine in, I guess it was 1840s or so. Wow. And I'll tell you what I remember the most about my first trip to Ireland. I was shocked to see what a potato farm looked like. And I'm going to do little air quotes over the word Mm -hmm. farm. I have a a high school friend who uh, married a man who um, was Irish, and she now has a house in Ireland, and we stayed with her for a while. A farm in some cases was smaller than the studio that we are sitting in. Really? So I don't know if your listeners know how large this room is. No, I don't know about how big is this room. Like a, Let's say know. 20 by 20. Yeah, about. Mm-hmm. This could be two farms. Really? A farm was nothing more than a plot of land mm-hmm. where they grew literally nothing but potatoes. Just to sustain the family? That's exactly what it was used for. Mm-hmm. It was sustenance, and you would do uh, trade or barter, and you would mix the... Um, potatoes with sometimes the wild uh, lentils that grow in Ireland or whatever onions you might be able to grow but people lived on potatoes and then when the potato blight hit that's when many Irish decided they needed to leave and if a family had more than one son the son w- the farm was passed on to the eldest uh, male uh, son or well that's redundant but the, mm-hmm. the, the son and if you were a daughter this is well before any rights for women. Right. You, you were either going to get married or you were, you were out of luck. Mm-hmm. So um, I think a million people died in, in the uh, famine and a million people emigrated. Wow. How, would I, you, you, how, could you, how could you even farm like that? And would you ever prioritize past the potatoes? Well, during the blight, I mean, that had to do a lot with soil and, and what happened. But um, in such a small area, you can grow a lot of food. 
and I teach that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, I'm not sustaining a large family because these Irish families are large, and but they're also eating smaller portions of food. But I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize um, about the immigration and the um, death rate. I mean, that's... Um, I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. When did your family come um, to the States? Well, we, we don't really know mm-hmm. because my paternal grandfather was one of, uh, was the youngest child in a family that were all put up for adoption. Mm-hmm. And because, um, the, the, well, the, the kids were put up for adoption, but only the youngest ones. So since the older kids were all taken in by the families, he never talked about the family that basically abandoned him in his mind. Right. But um, my maternal grandparents came here um, probably around 1900. But they didn't talk much about uh, Ireland either. They, mm-hmm. you know, came here to escape mm-hmm. what was going on in Ireland. And, I mean, another shock for me the first trip to Ireland was to find out that my maternal grandmother, who I thought was one of three children, was one of 11. Wow. And mm-hmm. it was, I, I had contacted somebody before I went over there. I went, the first time was 2012. And I contacted somebody who I had met in my aunt's backyard at a picnic when I was six years old. I had not seen her or spoken to her since I was six years old. I got her name from one of my cousins, sent her an email and said, I'm, I don't know if you remember me. And I, I thought, if she does, she's got a great memory. And I said, I'm coming over to Ireland, and I'd love to find out a little bit more about the family if you'd be willing to meet. And she said yes. Mm-hmm. And she then told me about somebody else that was in the family who told me about somebody else. We actually spent time looking for the, the gravestones of family members. And I literally spent four days of my vacation, literally going from one family member to another, finding another mm. s- sister or brother that my grandmother had. That's incredible. We found the house that my grandmother was born in, and there were still McNamara's living in it. Wow. 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 It's it, been so neat. Are you the only, are you the first one in the family to do this kind of digging? On, within my immediate family, mm-hmm. yes, but all mm-hmm. of my cousins had been over there for years. Mm-hmm. So I was a latecomer on that one. When you say that um, with all of these new family, their new family roots to you, new to you family roots, mm-hmm. um, you said that your mother baked, that your grandmother baked, now you bake. Where did it start? Do you know where the story started with her or why her passion was more baking than it was cooking? I, I don't really know. I mean, to be honest, we, um, my grandmother lived in a very, very small home in Jersey City. Mm-hmm. And she died when I was really young. So Aunt Mary became the, the matriarch for the family. And she had um, like a shotgun type house in Jersey City. And it was very, very narrow. And what I remember about that house were two things. The hallway that was lined with bookcases because in my family you pass on the love of food and the love of books. <laughs> and the living room, which was probably half the size of this room, and the dining area, because you couldn't sit in the kitchen. The kitchen looked like it came out of an RV, mm-hmm. you know, for what we think of a kitchen mm-hmm. these days. But the table was not set in places. It was like a buffet table. And it was the feeding frenzy <laughs> whenever we went to Jersey City. But what everybody wanted more than anything else was that loaf of Irish soda bread that you really? have sitting right there. Are you kidding? I think it became wow. associated with Grammy. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was always, did Grammy make me a loaf of Irish soda bread? My first memory is sitting in the back of a car 
Remember when cars had sedan-type seats? You know, it was like one yes. seat went all the way across? Yes. No seat belt, yeah. My mother was driving. My Aunt Anna was in the front seat. And my Aunt Eleanor was in the front seat. And they put me in the back. And this is before they had, like, mandatory seats that you had to sit in. So I'm sitting back there. Now I'm 5'11". So I don't know how old I was, but I was short enough to be able to bang my feet against the, the seat. Mm -hmm. And they were like, wow, Mary Ellen's being really quiet. And they couldn't figure out why. They turned around. I had taken the loaf of Irish soda bread that my grandmother had given to my mother. I had unwrapped it, and I was sitting there gnawing on the loaf of Irish soda bread. <laughs> that probably was an indicator of what my weight problems were going to be as I got older. <laughs> so this is your weakness. Oh, yeah. The fact that it's sitting here and I'm not grabbing it and mm -hmm. taking it back from you is I should put it, major the, I should put it back on the chair. <laughs> Well, what, what makes this bread, because the recipe that you're, you're going to share for March um, that we're going to use um, in, the, in the newspaper, the Reading Eagle, um, is a, it's a, you called it, when you sent it to me, you said it was a porter cake. So in my mind, I was thinking, what would you think of a porter cake? I don't know. I've I would think like a that. like a dense, like sweet, like almost like maybe molasses-like It would have to be cake? dense. Porter sounds mm -hmm. like dense. Yeah. Yeah. But you I call it, there's another nickname for this cake. Oh, Irish fruit cake. I've never, and I've never heard of that either. Well, if you say Irish fruit cake, I mean, what, if I asked you to describe fruit cake, would both of you go yuck? Well, no. I, I actually like fruit cake, yeah, but I do okay. know <laughs> that a lot of people don't like fruit cake. I do, I mean, it's popular that people don't like fruit cake. Isn't but it rum soaked? Or a Clacton, Georgia fruit cake, I, I like the fruit cake. Yeah. yeah. Well, this one, of but, course, has Guinness. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, this cake's getting better. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we found something that you like to eat, or I should say drink from Ireland. <laughs> there we go. Let's move on. Okay, now what else is in this cake? <laughs> um, basically, it's a lot of fruit. Okay. And the, it's, it's a, dark, uh, a, a dark bread. But again, what it has in common with Irish soda bread is it's not a dry bread. It's a little moist, not as moist as Irish soda bread, or this, my grandmother's recipe. But uh, the predominant thing that make it different is the beer. Um, there's some whole wheat flour, I believe, in the recipe mm -hmm. I sent you. Mm -hmm. And um, almost any type of fruit that you want to throw in. I think in, in what I had sent to you, Phoebe, I actually said that there were some fruits that I don't use because I don't like them. Yes. So um, the, the one thing I'd say about my grandmother's cooking is there was nothing that was like, there, there were no rules. It wasn't like a half a cup of this, even though I just rattled off the recipe. Yeah. That's what the newer generations wrote down. My grandmother's original recipe that I actually have framed in my house is more yeah. like a pinch, a handful, mm -hmm. you know, two fistful. And it's the total opposite of what you think of as baking, which is really a science. It was like, eh, if you're directionally correct, we're going to eat it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, love that. <laughs> I guess if you're one of 11 children, <laughs> that's true. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, so go uh, ahead. Uh, the fruit, the fruit that you put in this. Um, in a fruit cake, the typical fruit cake, it's a candied fruit. Um, in a lot of other uh, regions, I know they're fermented fruits that they put in fruit cakes. Is it just fruit that you're putting in this, Porter? It's dried fruit. If you want it's to make it candied, fruit. you can. It's I don't, dried fruit. Yeah, it's dried fruit. I do not like candied fruit. To me, it's just okay. extra sugar. And besides, whenever I talk to Phoebe, Phoebe's all usually about trying to make something healthy. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I, I didn't I have just, the nerve to send her a recipe that was like loaded with extra. I was like figuring out how do I put Greek yogurt in this? <laughs> <laughs> and make it without an egg. 
Oh, well, there are eggs. Egg. How many are there? Six eggs? Four eggs? There are four or six eggs. Yeah, it's, and you know, I now really try to eat healthier. Mm-hmm. So I don't, thank God my grandmother's not here anymore to hear this, but I like butcher her recipes all the time. I mean, really? what I've now realized mm-hmm. is that I can replace oil sure. with Greek yogurt. Mm-hmm. So I don't put as many egg yolks in something. Um, I don't necessarily use, you know, candied fruit. I can just use whatever pieces. I like. I love raisins. You know, I love currants. Um, but I also like, like, I'll make the Irish soda bread um, with, I go crazy with the craisins, you know. Mm-hmm. The, I was wondering when I saw those raisins, I was like, I, I was wondering if you ever made them with dried cranberries. Not just oh. dried cranberries. I will use, like, the blueberry flavored, the raspberry, okay. you know, every, I think that, um, who makes who makes craisins? Ocean spray. Ocean spray. Right. Mm-hmm. Ocean spray should use me as their test bed oh. for every, anytime they want to flavor a craisin because uh-huh. I think I have six or seven different flavors. They make pomegranate too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know. That. And they make a mixed berry. And what else have I had? But I just I'm very interested. I don't like raisins, and so when I saw it, I was like, hmm. I wonder if you can make that with. And now I know. I now would. I, I would. There's no. I would even use figs. Oh, I love figs. Oh, I that's love a good figs. idea. And, and you can use the figs oh, in the gosh. porter cake too, yes. right? That or would be prunes. Oh, oh. gosh. Okay, that one went over really yeah. big with the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like dates and figs and cranberries. That would be a nice, right? Oh my Anything gosh. that is slightly moist, you could even mm-hmm. use dried mango. Okay. I mean, I would think totally okay. out of the box. I mean, just because it started as an Irish recipe, mm-hmm. I, I always think of this as no matter what I put in either one of those those products, either the porter cake or the, the Irish soda bread, it's still I'm making my grandmother's recipe, sure. but mm-hmm. I'm updating it for me. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Can you soak the dried fruits in whiskey or, or you wouldn't soak it in a porter? I don't think you would do that. But could you soak it in whiskey before you put them in? I think you could soak it in the beer. Okay. Um, oh, so I here. think I would want to reduce the liquid then okay. that was in the uh, the recipe, mm-hmm. um, you know, or add a little more flour. Okay, my neighbors loved it. It was a really and it, oh my goodness when it bakes in the house. Oh, the house just smells. Oh great. my gosh! Well, I did bake the apple cake. You gave me a recipe for what do you call it? You just call it Irish apple it's cake. It's Irish or apple cake. Um, I was a little skeptical because it's a, a cake batter and she said take one was it one or two apples I can't remember one apple and you slice it thinly put it over the bat or over the batter and then put the crumbles like a sugar oh, cool. and butter crumble on top did and you thought, like that oh my goodness everyone went crazy for it it's, I mean again yeah. it's a very light I'm sorry I didn't moist. bring it <laughs> yes. yeah, but that's because it usually doesn't leave the kitchen after it comes out of the oven yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I will bake you one, though. I'll bake one for you. Well, you apples were, are one of the few fruits that um, grew a lot in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, that's it's also one of the fruits that was used, I guess, when the um, um, Betty Crocker books first came out. The, I, saw, <laughs> I saw the recipe in Betty Crocker for the uh, the apple cake, and I was like, this looks strikingly familiar. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, wow. Hmm. So I don't know that many of the recipes get uh, are new that come out. They're just right. all versions on other ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you have a Betty Crocker cookbook at home, open it up and get the uh, you know your basic apple cake, and it'll be pretty close. No way. I'm going to look. I'll have to check it. I have some old ones. Can you pr- you can probably substitute pear in there too, and maybe put cardamom. I think that'd be pear, oh. maybe right. I think I got to go try that one. I love yeah. cardamom. Right. That would be a I good think excuse. I'm, you know what? I'm just gonna go to your house i am <laughs> that's I, it <laughs> i'm gonna have a party and my party is gonna be it's gonna be an irish party and at my irish party i'm going to have irish apple cake 
and make it with the pear and the cardamom. Well, yeah, I'll make it with the pear and the cardamom. But most importantly, it will be about the Irish soda bread. Yeah, at the Irish party. Well, right, I know I know we're late for Valentine's Day, but mm-hmm. I think one that might have been fun to try would have been the same batter, but with the pomegranate. Um, oh, what do you call those little things in pomegranate? They're not the, the seeds. The, uh, the they have a yeah. name. Whatever you call the little things that come out of a pomegranate, um, but cover the seeds. Uh huh. Cover the entire top of the cake with with the uh, the kernels oh, out of the out of pomegranate. Oh, that would have been nice. Because you yeah. don't see those in baked goods very often. Oh my God. That's a nice idea. I think I'm idea. just going to follow you home. <laughs> right? She does all and, the baking. Um, yeah. And yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to admit that when I make Irish soda bread now, mm-hmm. it has to be out of the oven. There is The recipe is for two loaves. Okay. There is another mm-hmm. loaf sitting at home. <laughs> oh, okay. I consider it a major accomplishment that I baked these mm-hmm. this morning, and I have not gnawed on either one yet. Uh-huh. Right? The other one right. is sitting at home. It's going to have to be cut in slices. And frozen in individual little bags. That's a good and idea. And numbered. Oh, so that, well, because otherwise I will forget that I ate number one when I start to eat number two. Oh, no. <laughs> this is a great, a great way to remember, like, um, portion control then. Yeah. And That's when a you, nice tip. Yes. And if you took them out of the, uh, the freezer to do that, then I would toast them. Mm-hmm. And Kerrygold butter, mm-hmm. because we're on the Irish kick here, uh, is excellent. Okay. And um, although it's not necessarily anything you recognize as Irish, I would go with apple butter. Really? Oh yeah. Oh because, yeah. Trust okay, me. Because apples are it was. Well, any jam, okay. any jam, mm-hmm. but um, one of the other fun parts about going to Ireland is they love to have afternoon tea. And oh, I brought you right. a uh, yes. a box of Murphy's tea mm-hmm. to go with it when you eat your Irish soda bread. Mm-hmm. It's Murphy's and Barry's are the two teas that um, I saw the most over there. But they do tea totally over the top. Mm-hmm. It's and my favorite was you'd go to some of these manor houses that have ivy growing up all over the outside, and you sit outside, and it's like uh, it's like being on the what's the um, Dalton uh, Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. Downton Abbey. You yeah, sit outside, yeah. and somebody comes out with a little white cloth over <laughs> you know, the, the butler, and they serve you in the china and all the fancy little desserts. But all I wanted was scones. Oh, okay. And they serve it with clotted cream, mm-hmm. which I'd never had before I went to Ireland, and um, usually preserves of some type. And I like the preserves because it's more fruit, but um, there's really not a preserve I think I've ever had that I don't care for. So, <laughs> so the Murphy's tea, do, when, you, when you drink the tea, do you drink it black or with honey or sugar? Well, I always tell people, what did the box have a picture of? The picture on the box it's just black. It's no milk. Okay. So, yeah. And the picture on the box is very deceiving mm-hmm. because the people in Ireland drink extremely strong tea. Almost like a really black coffee. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, this is good to know. We're going to try this. And we're, how would you even find this tea? You said you have to, you have to shop in. Do well, we have any shops like that? I'm trying to think of like locally. Oh, you could probably do it online. What is it? You can buy it online. Um, well, Mur- at murphysirishtea.com. Okay. You mm-hmm. can also probably get it at... Um, um, Wegmans. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wegmans. Okay. So, yeah. We'll have to check it. Oh, and the international aisle at Wegmans, which is the best oh aisle God. to go to. And then you come home with all this <laughs> stuff, and you're like, oh, I just was attracted to it. <laughs> I love the international aisle at Wegmans. Okay. And if you can't get that, I would just go to, um, you can just, even up at um, the, uh, the Boscoff's, um, uh, the farmer's market. Oh, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, get Irish, go okay. get Irish breakfast tea. 
Okay. Even the Keurig, um, uh, oh. the little Keurig cups, they make an Irish breakfast tea. Yeah, but it's not the same as it's the thing that you it's brought not in the box. No, this okay. is really strong tea. I'm excited to try that. <laughs> I And I feel like there, I hate to cut this episode short because you have so much information here. And Nan has been to Ireland. I haven't been. I know it's on the bucket list of so many people we know. My mother-in-law went with my aunt-in-law. Um, and I feel like you probably have some great information. And I will have to follow up in another podcast at some time to talk about, you said there's a really great, what, what, it's the food, the food. The place. food capital of Ireland is in Cork, County mm-hmm. Cork, which yeah. is uh, down the south. And the other tidbit that I would give is stay in bed and breakfast. Do not mm-hmm. stay in hotels. And um, look into the Office of Public Works. It's kind of like the National Park System uh, here in the United States. It's all the events that you can get into free of charge and absolutely beautiful. Um, the other thing is if you are going to rent a car, mm-hmm. don't. Oh. <laughs> um, or, give, or don't be the person who drives because you, you, know, you tend to forget that you drive on the other side of the road. Well, you also sit on the other side of the car. Oh, mm-hmm. And the gas pedal is oh. with the other foot. Little mm-hmm. things that I didn't think about. And try going around a circle. Mm-hmm. I went around <laughs> a Dublin Airport six times before I could get out of the circle. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> my goodness. So you're exercising your brain. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's just the reverse. Mm-hmm. But there's stone walls all over the place. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just laugh if you, they ask, if they say you're American, you want insurance on the car, right? <laughs> get the insurance. Get the insurance. How long would you say to go if you're going to plan a trip? Um, two weeks? I would go for at least two weeks, yeah. yeah. If, I mean, if you, if you can. They have a lot of the, you know, the, the six-night the six tours. And, I mean, if it's all you can get off, go ahead. But don't spend more than a day anywhere. Just keep going because okay. you can, I think I put 2,000 miles on the car in two weeks wow. and we just did a complete circle of of ireland and okay. tried to get as much as we could do you have any other questions i have I, tons of questions I know. but i believe that that's gonna have to wait for another day i think so all these uh, and i just uh i want to go to ireland now i know i know i will just tell you that it's not green okay it's every shade of green you've ever seen i have a whole new when i hear the the word green it's kind of like going to Sherwin Williams and seeing 780 versions of green. That's what I. That's that is what I remember the most is the green, like all that color. And it's just amazing. The other thing that I would tell people is that you must travel all around the island. I mean, if I said to you that there were palm trees on Ireland, you would think that I was perhaps drinking the porter cake, right? Mm-hmm. There are palm trees in Ireland. Wow. Uh, there is a uh, small area that's a, a, has tropical type weather. And it's down the, uh, I believe it's the southeast side. It's the, uh, it's their version of the the, uh, the Jersey Shore. Okay. Um, this sounds like a must-do trip. I don't know. Do you ever take people on tours? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, we can talk about that after the microphone. I have enough brochures and things <laughs> yes. I can share. Yeah. Oh, okay. You just want to point us in the right direction. Okay. So definitely, um, you can find. I'll make sure there's a link to the to the uh, Irish soda bread recipe in the podcast notes. I'll put the notes in, of course, about the tea, and you'll be able to find the recipes for the apple cake online and for the porter cake, which is the, one more time, what do you call it? The Irish fruit cake, <laughs> the porter cake. <laughs> you'll be able to find that at the um, Reading Eagles Burke's Country insert, which is the Live Love Bake with Phoebe. So thank you so much for sharing these recipes and stories. Oh, Needless to say, we could talk thank forever. You. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I'm like, 
reinvigorated. Yeah. Yes. Wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us. It was so much fun. Thank you for having me. Enjoy your Irish soda bread. Yes. Oh, we will. <laughs> and thanks for tuning in, guys. You can find all of the notes for the show at phoebespurefood.com and, of course, links to other recipes that Mary Ellen had shared with us. And be sure to leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think, what you'd like to hear more of, and what you enjoy. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye. Bye.